We are recording, baby. Uh, we we are uh this is cinematic suffering. Hello everybody, I am Jason. I'm Clay. How y'all doing? <laughs> you can't answer because this is not uh it's not a not that kind of thing. Hold on, let me start that. Sorry. So technology. I'm yes, Clay. Te- that's Jason. We're cinematic suffering. And this is special episode number two of Biddies and Chunkies. Oh, it's bits and chunks. That's what we're calling it. Right? Bitties, chunkies, bitties and chunkies. Yeah, this is the. They're good for you. <laughs> is this is what? Uh, what? <laughs> Are you sure we don't have like a little delay going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Um, here, let me see. Like, uh, I don't. How do you test for latency? Oh, here, let me. Uh, I'll do it right now. One. Maybe we do have a delay. Three. One. Two. Three. All right. Well, we'll count on th- on three. Okay. Ready? One, two, three. One, two, three. three. <laughs> <laughs> we're, having, we're we're out of so scene. so we count on I. <laughs> All right. So um, hmm, I don't know. Ask me something, and then I'll answer the question, and then then you'll know. Um, Clay, how much is two plus two? Four. Right. So we got about a three second delay going on here. Well, that sucks. Donkey dick. Two hours later. Yeah. Are you back? I'm back. Okay. I I don't think we have a a latency anymore. Okay. Quick. What's two plus two? Four. (laughs) (laughs) What? Why that question for fuck's sake? <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. We're, bo- we're both mat- mathematically R-worded, so. <laughs> you, you, you fucking threw me for the, for the uh, four plus two thing, man. I wasn't trying to. I but, was like, Ugh. <laughs> let me get my calculator. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so should we start uh, again? Or oh, I'm leaving all we... this in. I'm leaving all of this in. Well, maybe well, I'll that's, cut that, that is going to be thrilling for the audience, too. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll cut some of it out, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, so uh, as we may or may not have described or, or explained yet, these uh, are some episodes that we do where they're just kind of off the cuff a little bit. We just kind of uh, talk about, uh, you know, the horror genre and what we've watched and our feelings on life and entertainment in general. <laughs> so that's that's what we do here on the Bits and Chunks show. Yeah, I think uh, with this one, I, I was feeling a little inspired because uh, last time, or you, you actually said you watched a couple of movies that were pretty good. Um, yes, but I had to scroll up through my, the messages just to find it because I remember you, you gave me the number, you gave me the names of a couple. So I was like, well, let me go up here and just see what he's watched. And uh, one of them that I watched was Livid. Nice, and uh, that's it's on Sh- Shutter, right? Yeah, I recently, uh, for the benefit of the podcast and my own entertainment, I got a a Shudder subscription recently. And um, I should have just kept it because Shudder was where they premiered the This Is Guar documentary. And uh, and, like we're both huge Guar fans. I'm a Guar fan to probably an unhealthy degree. (laughs) And um, I... If I really like something, I'll rewatch it like a child. You know how a child will rewatch Frozen a bunch sure. of times. <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, not... yeah, I'm very familiar with that. <laughs> well, uh, so so I've heard. The random Thanks. children that come into my home, we we always put on Frozen. 
yeah, gets them gets them to stay before the ether takes effect. <laughs> but um, uh, anyway, uh, goddamn, we're gonna get shut down because of these like, fun jokes. But anyway, um, it, yeah, I, I I rewatched that one over and over. But anyway, we're not talking about this is Guar. That could I could probably blab on and on about that. We're talking. Yeah, we can about have a, we get a we can have a special episode all on Guar all by itself for sure. Oh yeah, just the geek out on Guar episode where I can <laughs> uh, bore people yet again with my small contribution to the Guar verse. <laughs> That's a good that's something that's a good footnote. That's a good pin to put in that. But yeah, we're talking about Livid, which is a very different movie than Guar. Yeah, and uh Livid I, I did I didn't realize it was a French film and uh, not that that's a problem. I I was uh, pleasantly surprised. In fact, this uh I was very surprised by it because uh I guess in all what I thought of it once it ended and there will be spoilers just in case anyone's curious. Maybe they want to go watch yeah. this film before they come on here or listen to this. But yeah, and definitely do that because it's a phenomenal movie. And don't even look at the at the thumbnail, by the way. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but the no, thumbnail right. on Shutter will ruin part of the movie for you. That alone. Don't look at anything. Just go watch it. Right. Just go watch it. Um, but if you're back and you've just watched it, it, it I would have to describe it as just the just a, a, a a vampire fairy tale kind of a very dark vampire fairy tale and even though it kind of centers around this one girl um who's part of this trio of kids that c- try to break into this house or do break in the house that it it, it kind of revolved around her having a, a duality and in two worlds i mean it started getting very esoteric near the end especially the very end um, but yeah, uh, what, what did you think of it when you first saw? Oh, I, I had wanted to see it for years because my late brother was a huge fan of the, the directors, um, which are, I want to make sure I credit them, Alexandre Bustillo and Jillian Mori, which I'm probably pre- just totally mangling their names, which I apologize, <laughs> but they're, uh, they're fir- I believe it was their very first film. Um, their, their first, you know, kind of major th- theatrical movie was called Inside. And I don't know if you've seen that one. I have that seen was, Inside. Yeah, that was just, that one was just a, a visceral, um, terrifying movie by the end. Just I really kind of about that, yeah. <laughs> gripping. Oh, do you? Cool, yeah. cool. Please go Excuse ahead. Me. <clears throat> but um, he was such a huge fan of that movie. And I had, uh, he, the guy didn't have the internet. And, and I told him that Livid was their, the follow-up movie. But for years you could not get that movie on blu-ray or dvd and right. um i don't know when shutter got the rights for it but i i just happened to see it on there and so i checked it out and um i loved it i thought it was a really artful follow-up to uh to inside inside was artfully done but that movie just that relied on just kind of visceral terror and right. just gore and, and body and, horror um, yeah extreme definitely. body horror um, yeah, like it. It was one of those movies to where I've, I've heard. I've heard. Um, I don't know what film critic wrote this, but this always stuck with me. This I, I read that this film critic uh, described the movie Audition by Takashi Miki as a um, as a breach of contract between audience and director, meaning <laughs> like that was uncool what you put us through. Like that was there's there's kind of this this. Um, understanding that most people that go into most movies understand that it's not going to go past a certain kind of line in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. Big line in the sand and audition strode over that inside. (laughs) Definitely did inside went like, if you 
are touchy at all or, you know, like easily triggered inside is not the movie for you. I was kind of pleasantly surprised that livid um, didn't do that. It was, it kind of went in a totally different direction with, yeah. with, uh, you know, you could tell stylistically that the same folks were responsible for the movie, but, but gore wise it's totally different. Yeah. And there is just, a, there is a small amount of body horror in livid, uh, but it's not to the extreme that inside was, and um, going back to Inside, uh, my little story, the, the first time I saw Inside, it had just been out on DVD. It wasn't in Blu-ray at the time. Uh, my friends brought it over to the house, and we, he's like, oh, let's check out this film. And then another friend of ours showed up with his 12-year-old kid. <laughs> and so his 12-year-old kid, you know how you know they're entering this stage where they think they can handle anything. They think they're tough boys, and they think they're tough kids. And, and I was like... And so we didn't, I didn't really think anything of it because I know the kid had watched horror movies before with his dad and uh, my friend, uh, uh, Bob, he was just like, yeah, yeah, so go watch it. We never, we didn't have any idea how viscerally (laughs) horrific the film would be until that the stuff started happening on screen. And I mean, we're just sitting there jaw agape, you know, just (laughs) into this movie. And then you look over and this kid's got his head buried into his hands. And he's curled up into the fetal position, and my friend Bob just starts laughing, and uh, we thought, "Oh, are you okay, dude? Are you okay?" And he's like, and he was shaking his head back and forth. I mean, he was fucking traumatized, and I, I you know, we were kind of laughing it off, not really taking it seriously until the end of the movie when the kid just literally would not say anything. He's like, the dad was like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna take off now," and we're like, "Okay." Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Side note: Don't bring your kid over anymore, man. This is oh this my god. Is... No, I mean, uh, the, well, I mean, the kid's now, you know, grown. He's got children of his own, and uh, so therapy he, twice a week. He therapy <laughs> twice a week. So, <laughs> uh, but that—that's that's my little story of inside and seeing something like or seeing that of uh, really one of my first kind of French films. I mean, I've seen High Tension, and God, there's I, like I know there's a, several others. Oh, they or them. It's them, I think. Mm. Them is about this uh, this couple that goes to the French countryside in the woods, and they're terrorized by this group of children. And it's oh, okay. really it's really suspenseful and uh, gritty, like you would expect from one of those uh, French horror films. There's a, um, I think it was maybe early 2000s or late 90s French movie about this. I I I can barely, I can't definitely can't remember the. Um, uh, you know, like the name of the movie, but there was some big beast in it. It was one of the first kind of like CGI monster movies. So it probably hasn't aged well, but um, it, it was really artfully done. And um, I can't remember. Was it but a French it, that, film? It was a French film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was this, uh, this monster with all this armor on it and swords jammed in it and stuff. Oh, it was, yeah, it was crazy. I, I don't want to give away the big twist on that one because I can't like it matters. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was oh, French. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Definitely French. French. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody in the comments will be like, no, it was a Swedish movie, you idiot. <laughs> when you think of like the early days of uh, CGI monsters, I, I always think of um, yeah. that movie Host um, uh, from, oh, from Korea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the host was um, that that one I liked. I liked host. There's another. There's a new uh, one in my list. I think Blood Lake or something like that. That the, the mm-hmm. Thai movie that looked kind of interesting. But 
I've been burned on several Thai movies before. It's like you, you, they probably showed like all the monster you're going to get in the whole movie, but it looked pretty cool. So yeah, I'm going to yeah. check that one out at some point. But uh, uh, back to Livid, I mean, like you said, it was just like I I found with Livid, uh, it was filmed <laughs> spectacularly. I mean, oh, it, it was beautiful. It, it was a grim, it was grim looking. It was dark. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was physically dark, but not dark enough where you couldn't see anything on the screen. You know, it was. You could, yeah. It, and then the set decoration, whoever the set decorator, set decorator and the artists were who set up the house and um, uh, all the old stuff that was lying around and how they did everything. It was just really, really good. I was just so oh, impressed was, with it. The music was beautiful, too. It was, um, you know, I'm, I mean, it's, it's kind of almost like a positive stereotype that, you know, French filmmakers, it's going to be more artful. But it kind of was. It was like it, it, it had this this beautiful artfulness and, and it, it, it really was, uh, you know, a dark, a dark fairy tale. And, it, yeah. you know, it it, um, it was great. The body horror in it was one of those things that was uh with vampires you get like a, a certain carte blanche to kind of do what it, do things that are that or would be wild or just kind of totally take you out of the movie if it was yeah. supposed to be a human character that those things are being done to i, I kind of oddly enough it remind that part where they showed you the vampire body horror was basically what we're right. talking about um uh blade I think it might have been Blade Two came, comes to mind for a second. The one that Guillermo del Toro directed. Like, yeah, remember when they were in the vampire bar and their their form of body modification is just like whoa. Like oh opening. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I love the. I, I thought the the take on the vampire uh, and livid was. I mean, it was their own personal take on it. It, it was. It still played to certain some tropes of it, but at the same time, they they kind of took it to another level uh what does i keep thinking of i keep thinking of like let let the right one in that was um, yeah it, when we're like you know kind of bouncing around to different um foreign horror movies that was a great one i i hated the american remake was yeah just, i didn't like the american i thought it was one. terrible like the uh chloe what's her name i thought she was okay in it um, yeah no I, yeah I'm i know like you know who i'm talking about yeah i know you're so. talking chloe's something I, yeah i know you're talking yeah. about but so, i mean she she did fine but like it was another one of those movies and there's been countless of them where you know they didn't have to add cg but they did and it immediately ruined the, the movie like yeah I, <laughs> like everybody was uh and it's not a horror movie but everybody was raving about um uh the revenant uh, and it was a fantastic movie i'm not like I'm no oh, the leonardo the movie. yeah leonardo DiCaprio. okay yeah but that Scooby Doo looking bear almost <laughs> ruined the movie for me. I hated that fucking thing. I, I fucking hated it. Like I would have liked the movie so much better if it had been a guy in a bear suit and they had just <laughs> done quick edits to, to right. cover that up. I hate that kind of thing. Like, or it's, maybe, it's just, or maybe use the real bear just kind of attacking a fake something, a, a dummy or something, packed with meat. Yeah, <laughs> just staring at something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like i'm not saying don't use cgi but do it in a way to where you we're not obvious of it like maybe you know that would that's a real good idea actually you could have him, had him attacking like uh just put an elk carcass out and let him yeah yeah you. 
and you just see like the paws just coming up and you see blood splatter and it's jiving down and they're all trying to get these cool shots of this bear actually on a rampage and they're just just b-roll close up of leonardo covered in 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 fake blood (laughs) he's like no no just split shots not even in one shot <laughs> that um, but I, I I brought up let the right one in um because it it, it felt like it was kind of not a similar it wasn't a similar path but it just reminded me how in livid there's a, a I would say like a ghoul that's what vampires usually call their assistants that brings them blood and everything oh they're, yeah yeah the the Renfield kind of character yeah the Renfield kind of character and there was that one that and the, this older woman who's kind of i thought she was a serial killer at the beginning i was like oh fuck man um because it shows her abducting a, a a girl on a bike and then you see the girl's body lying in this tub just covered in blood and it was pretty brutal and, yeah uh, but she's bringing her blood bringing the older vampire blood um to feed her uh transfusing i, I guess there were some things I, I wasn't clear on and why the transfusions were happening happening but you know why couldn't you just bring the person there and they can attack her and but yeah, yeah it, it was kind of um it was all it was almost like hospice for vampires <laughs> <laughs> which is very very odd because like uh this uh, this is kind of a a, a wild uh you know kind of non sequitur but i've noticed since we've had the channel that weird videos which i I'll, i'm all about it but weird videos have been suggested to me and one of them is this late this nurse this chipper nice nurse that's telling you what to expect for your hospice experience i'm like i didn't <laughs> I didn't request it, but think about the title uh, of this episode, (laughs) (laughs) vampire hospice. There you go. But that's what it was. It was like vampire hospice and the, the Renfield kind of character in this, in this, uh, um, livid movie was, uh, bringing, bringing this hospice nurse. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And that's children. that's what the, uh, the, the older, the older person in let the right one in, was bringing the little girl, right? Was he was yeah. killing these people, and she would feed from the blood or something. If they, did he hang them up in trees or? <clears throat> it was as I recall. Now that you bring up that movie, that it was it was a very similar theme, and it had that same kind of gut punch. And it, um, and let the right one in. It was almost more profound because you you come to learn that that guy genuinely cares about the the vampire character from the movie is this eternally this little girl she must have been bitten when she was a kid you know kind of the interview with the vampire kind of thing and um and he's formed a genuine bond with her like you could like this is a big spoiler too if you haven't seen let the right one in but his his story ends with him getting horribly burned intentionally to 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 kind of throw the police off the track right and then she feeds on him to kind of get him out of that situation it was really a well done heartfelt kind of moment it's 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 great it's one of those movies that that like that can only happen in a movie that that crazy scenario yeah i i remember i read the book um i read the book before i saw the movie but uh i i I feel that the movie the the swedish version at least kind of lined up with the book a little bit maybe with a little kid that um she befriended um there's some stuff in the book that was odd that that was written in the book uh like he would <laughs> the, in the book the the little boy carried around a piss ball he called it like a piss ball and he like <laughs> pee in this ball in his pants and like 
wad it up and throw it away. It was just the most fucking odd, disturbing behavior. <laughs> I mean, you, Do you can, know you can, if it was it was translated or was it American? Uh, it might have. I, I think it's. I don't know who is the author of that. I think it might. Uh, why be do a, I ask? Like that. Yeah. Like that behavior is okay in any country. <laughs> I was just thinking, even in, no matter what, that you know, can't you find some other kind of weird way to make this kid an outcast? Like maybe he, he likes horror movies. Or... You, you don't do piss balls in the states. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it was just an odd description of the the weird behavior this little kid had, and. I guess he'd always get beat up or something like that for when the kids found out about it. I was like, isn't there something else he can get beat up for than yeah. having a piss ball in his pants? I, I'd kind of, it, it's it kind of like maybe he needs to be beat up just un pequeño. <laughs> 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 and I was bullied. I'm not a fan of bullying, but I also didn't have a piss ball. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, let me add that to the title of this. Piss Hospice ball. for vampires piss piss balls. Balls. immediate demonetization. <laughs> YouTube says nay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh maybe someday we can get uh uh like sponsorship from somebody like Terror Threads, whose shirt I got, as you can see, it's uh Ooh. The zombies. Ooh, yeah. I like Terror it. Threads. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, I um, uh, they they haven't sponsored anything, and I paid for the shirt, so I owe them nothing. But. What a sucker! Yeah, I can't I believe on, you just gave them free promotion to the. I know, and they'll be like, with- and I'll, it'll be like, can I have a free shirt? And they'll say no. <laughs> <laughs> can I have free shipping? No. <laughs> now was the wasn't it zombie was zombie zombie was also called zombie two right? I don't know. I, I I'm only familiar with the the one that we most of us in the states associate with zombie. Yeah, um, there's there's some the shark the the shark biting the arm right. off the zombie. No, that's perfect. Yeah, I know, and it was, it's such a cool movie. But I I keep thinking there's a history behind uh, zombie itself. Uh, the the naming convention and the difference of why why it was named a certain thing in Italy and it wasn't named something in the states. It, there's some. I, I saw and i know we're all over the place but if you don't like it you know you can kiss <laughs> both of my nuts um that <laughs> was not we can anyway that'll um, be the last title we're adding to this i know uh, it, kissing both of clay's nuts um <laughs> that's a good thing to say yeah that's a good way to really endear yourself to the audience but um i saw it in the theater when it was zombie z-o-m-b-i i think i, I believe Right. Either that or I'm conflating two different stories. But I um this is the one where they had the uh like the shark attack zombie. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely the one. Yeah, um, but um yeah, t- terror threads. <laughs> <laughs> hey terror threads, you don't have to kiss our balls. <laughs> yeah, not you, not you. Not I you, wasn't not talking you. to you. I was just talking. <laughs> I, I, was, I was simply trying to alienate our our very humble audience. But um, anyway, uh, back to somewhat what we were talking about. You mentioned bring the right one in, which is a great comparison to Livid. So if you want to go, if if you want to make a triple feature of of um, international horror movies, Thirst would be a good one too. Have you seen Thirst? Thirst. What does that sound familiar? Chanwalk Park, Old Boy, um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Um, is Korean director, phenomenal director. I've 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 loved literally every one of his movies that I've watched. Okay, I, I, they're all in my opinion. I I don't know that. 
I'm sure he's directed something that I haven't liked, that I wouldn't like, but every one of his movies that I've seen, even the real long ones that, that, that are kind of like, you know, a butt numathon to get through <laughs> are just phenomenal movies. And thirst was no exception. Thirst was another one of these movies that, um, you know, it's the same things that we loved about livid and, um, let the, let right, the right one way. in is, you know, characters that you can really empathize with and, and, you know, like you really connect with the vampires on an oddly human level while they're doing horrific things to, right. in order to feed themselves. It really, all three of those movies really lean in to the idea that, that what vampires have to do to, to feed is not romantic. It's not nice. It's, it's slaughtering of humans. Right. <laughs> to, yeah. To sustain themselves. Yeah, there's a, I, I see the, I'm kind of looking at the IMDb of it. It looks really cool. So yeah, it's definitely a, it looks very different. Yeah, but um, we're, you know, vampires in general, we, I, we've talked about it before where um, I, I'm just a big fan of vampire yeah. movies and vampire literature and seeing the different takes of the vampire myth throughout different cultures you know and i see from yeah. korea korea's got their own spin on it here i mean obviously sweden and asia you know china does and so it's and indonesia has some whack whacked out crazy shit too so oh yeah yeah um but yeah i, I always get a uh i always get a a thrill out of it because i'm always obsessed with immortality and we've i don't yeah. know we talked about you know the deeper subject of living forever and people say can you can you you know, you'll see all your loved ones die. And I'm like, I mean, I could get over it after 200 years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, well, and the, I, it's something that I think about a lot too. It's one of those, I think that, um, you know, kind of the whole vampire idea, the, the idea of immortality and especially with vampires, it's like the trade-off of, um, well, the whole nocturnal thing would kind of suck a little yeah. bit for me. I would really miss being able to, to like, cause it's, I mean, the day is a lot longer than the night. So yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah. I know exactly what I mean. It's like, oh, there's only like uh, nine hours of, of darkness, you know, during the summer or something like that. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, so and that would suck for sure. Yeah, that would that part would suck. Um, I don't know that I would ever get over, um, you know, the like the moral aspect of it. Maybe after two hundred years, maybe it would just become like this is just what I have to do to sustain myself. I don't know. I mean, I think it would be a tough one for most most of us that aren't totally sociopathic. Well, I mean, when you think of like uh, Louis, you know, from Interview yeah. with the Vampire, he was uh, he was still obsessed with the human part of himself after you know two hundred years. But you know, give to give Louis like. Uh, like I can imagine other vampires just kind of jumping into the role immediately and embracing it like Claudia did, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and then there's other vampires you just can't. So there's a, there's probably a period of adjustment. And so <laughs> after a while you just become a total sociopath because it's what you do, you know? Yeah. And I, and I always love anytime you get into that conversation, it's inevitable that somebody says like, well, I would only feed off bad people. And it's like, right. Well, Oh, come on, man. I mean, it's like you the Dexter of vampires. Yeah, come on. You're talking about a lot of extra work at like <laughs> people, people's, uh, you know, qual qualifications for what makes you a bad person would be like, you know, you didn't close the door. That was pretty rude. You know, didn't hold the door. For me. <laughs> you look delicious. <laughs> 
that, that, you know, for me, it would be the kids that keep shutting down the pool um, in our in our uh, local complex by destroying the patio furniture. So they shut down the pool for the whole community. I'd feed on them first. <laughs> It'd be for me, the, the kids or, or not even the kids, the adults who ride their bicycle in the middle, middle of the street in the middle of the HOA. Oh, Get the fuck uh, out of the way. I'm going to eat you now. <laughs> It'd be the dipshits that park their car out in the middle of the street. I mean, after a while, like my qualifications for just drinking people like a like a Sunny D pack would be. Oh man, yeah, I, but yeah, I could talk all night about vampirism and immortality and stuff like that. But uh, uh, I guess we can probably go and start wrapping up this episode, though. Yeah, that's a and, good that that actually had a uh had a pretty uh you know strong theme. We we stayed more or less on track if you We did it. and it, the, actually this 30 minutes passed by pretty damn fast. It, yes, uh, as, as it should. Hopefully it was as, as fun for everybody to listen as it was for us to engage in this. And uh this will be uh, episode two of this, but we still have some episodes uh uploading or getting sent out um for the cinematic suffering actual movie review and commentary highlights and things like that um we you'll if anyone made it to the end of this episode they'll notice that we always used to we are always saying check us out on patreon with uh with our videos obviously we're not on patreon yet we're that's all still in the works um but so that's why we're putting all these watch throughs on our channel so you can hopefully line up and sync up and watch them just while they're here on youtube um well we're building up to it and we're going to give yeah. everybody more and more reasons to um you know to to watch those commentaries. We uh obviously we wear our our inspiration on our sleeve uh MST3K riff tracks stuff like that. We we love those guys and it's obviously a very direct homage to to what they do, but we do it a little bit different because um we're different people and we're sticking to the horror genre and and so, you know, if you like that stuff, I think you'll definitely like what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I guess that's about it. Hey, if I, I should have said this at the top of the video or wherever you're listening to this. Uh, if you if you're, you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, make sure you give us a hopefully a five star review and uh, rate us up on there. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button like that. Press the like button, too. It always helps. That's all right. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks for joining us for Bits and Chunks. Our next, uh, currently what's out right now is the uh, At the Gates, uh, Beyond, Beyond, Beyond the, the Gates. Gates. We can never Beyond the, the Gates. We, for some reason, neither of us can ever remember the title of that movie. So Beyond the Gates is out right now for your viewing pleasure. And coming up next week will be... Either Devil's Island or it doesn't matter because people come to these when they come to them. There's no sure, specific sure. order, but, um, you know, coming up soon, if you are watching in any kind of chronological order, we're going to be tackling uh, Devil's Island. And um, after that is Death Metal, the movie Death Metal, which I know Jason and I are both looking forward to quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have the deep ones coming up. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, and before that, the deep ones, uh, yeah, a Lovecraftian, uh, kind of accidental, if not somewhat intentional comedy. <laughs> okay, everybody, thank you so much for sticking by and coming and watching this and listening to it. Uh, we'll talk to you later. I'm Jason, I'm Clay. Peace out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>